What's going on, Headliner Nation? It's just a quick reminder, if you dig the podcast, please take two seconds out of your day to leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow the show to a wider audience so we can continue to bring the football knowledge to the masses. We truly appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for your loyalty. I'm a What's up, y'all? I am Chris Chow. Welcome back to the show, man. We got the four horsemen in the house tonight. And I mean, it is a free agent frenzy or lack thereof this week uh, so far. I mean, at least there's football to talk about. Mm. I, I kind of like it, it's weird because I remember like in years back, maybe it's maybe it is short term memory loss, but I feel like there's a lot going on, but not like a lot of big stuff. But there's still a lot of news in the and news in the news that's what i was going to say which makes no sense but it's it's fun to have something to, to talk about at least it's like playing madden you know weird trades going on yeah and i think a lot of the the bigger news that we want to happen it will happen it just it's going to take a little bit more time there's still big names out there that are either going to be traded or that still haven't gotten signed yet but the news that has happened so far i mean hell twitter blew up when bringing you know mitchie biscuits signed his deal so that's that shows you how much of a frenzy free agency is in that's right but i mean i look at it this way i, I see a lot of nfl teams acting stupid mm. in my opinion i don't i just mentioned it in the the recap video last night what are all these teams going to do that have been dumping salaries trying to find a way to get deshaun watson and then he chooses to go somewhere else and you've stripped your franchise of so many useful players like i just mm. don't understand that i don't i don't get trying to dump players to bring in one quarterback and then have no pieces around him so what you're going to have a 40 million dollar quarterback in the worst team in the nfl like it just i i don't understand a lot of it and a lot of this is is saints speak by the way yeah that's true and i mean right now you know just looking at their their actual cap space i mean i don't even know if they've broken even yet from what i'm looking they at they're close. still they're, they're six, still six over mil. by six six by six and a half million yeah 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 but they got, they got a lot closer to do. what they were a month ago it's true <laughs> yeah but they but they still have to make up another 45 million dollars just to make up for watson's salary if they do decide to move him because they have what till 4 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow to become clear even on the cap. And I mean, right now, if we're going Watson time, I mean, it's Cleveland Saints, Panthers, Falcons. They're the latest teams that have quote unquote been approved, apparently, from what I saw for a trade from uh, Houston. It's now up to Deshaun on where he wants to go. I mean, from a fantasy football perspective, I'm almost positive. I think all four of us agree that Carolina mm. is where we want to see him go. I think from yeah, fantasy, just, for, yeah, do a fantasy. I mean, I think it gives him the best chance real to also life, have yeah. a, a, a winning team. I mean, he could go in there and compete for the division. I mean, he's got to worry about Tom Brady yeah. again, you know, but I mean, that won't be forever. He's still got young pieces around him, some solid wide receiving talent, still a great defense. I mean, Carolina makes the most sense in my opinion. And that's not the saying one, because I'm in Carolina. No, the one thing with Carolina that I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about is let's say, you know, Carolina, because Houston's still asking for what three first round picks plus players. So, you know, let's say Carolina gives them two picks, three first round picks. It'd be interesting to see what additional players they decide to, you know, send over to Houston in exchange for Watson. Um, because there were also rumors that, you know, 
maybe it would take a big offensive piece like a like a DJ Moore or a CMC Hell in no. order to make that that trade work. And if I'm Watson, if I, either of those pieces move, I'm not going to I'm not going to Carolina. I mean, I think the the best moves fantasy wise so far have been from two positions that don't directly impact fantasy. And that's the offensive line. Cincinnati absolutely just nailing a couple of uh, signings on the offensive line to really give Joe Burrow that reinforcement that he needed. Joe Mixon, more room to run, more time to air it out to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, I love those signs. I mean, those are two huge signings right there that, yeah, you're not going to get fancy points directly from them, but they are going to be a huge help for several major fantasy players this year. You know who's not going to be a huge help? DJ, DJ Chark, Chark to the Detroit Lions. Yes, I called it. <laughs> now, you know that, who DJ Chark helps is Amon Ra, man. That that signing gets Amon Ra his 90 to 100 PPR points this year. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't understand why people on Twitter were like, this hurts Amon Ra St. Brown. I'm hell like, no. That's what? why they that's why they got Terrell Williams last year because they wanted that deep threat. And even though he was spent like his entire Detroit career in the medical room, this is this they want that deep threat, man. And you know Goff, he gets timid, he gets scared. He's gonna be dumping off to Hawk and Amon Ra the whole time. I well, love that's what I said. DJ like Chark. if you didn't build like Chark's not taking targets away. No. The targets that were going to be taken away were going to be because of Hawkinson being healthy in 2022 when Amon Ross St. Brown really broke out after he went down with the injury. So if you weren't already building in a reduced target share for Amon Ra on a per game basis, you were already doing it incorrectly. Chark doesn't hurt that at all. It was already going to be hurt by Hawkinson a little bit but not nearly enough because again, even though if it is hurt a little bit more efficiency now with him and Hawk having more room, hopefully to run over the middle of the field, because remember on the other side, they resigned Josh Reynolds. And I think that is also going to help pull some people down the field. Going to leave a lot of mismatches for those two. Yeah. And me as a DJ Chark truther, I don't like it in Detroit because I don't think he's going to have the opportunity that he could have had somewhere else. And I don't think like even Kansas city, yeah, I mean, so any, anything, but even no matter where he's at, I don't think he's somebody that needs 140 plus targets to go out there and be fantasy relevant because he's more of that big play guy, that contested catch receiver that can go down there and get you a 50 yard reception, a 40 yard touchdown. Like that's what his game kind of is. He's not racking up targets and receptions no matter where he's at. I just don't think he's going to have the deep ball chances in Detroit to really get you those bigger weeks. Sure. I, I would not be surprised if towards the beginning of the season, he has a monster game from like, four catches for 135 yards and two touchdowns. And everybody's like, Oh boy, DJ Chark is here. And then we don't hear from that dude to like week 13 again. <laughs> but that's why, I mean, if, if it takes a little bit of time to get going, if he has those games toward the end of the season, even if it's, even if it's a little bit up and down, he's just going to cash in for a bigger payday next year. He's just got to be healthy. He's got to show the big play potential. Someone's going to sign him long-term next do you year. Guys view, do you guys view Chark as a wide receiver one in this league? No. No, neither, nope. neither do I. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm clarifying that because in that case, you know, they're going to be utilizing him as like the Deshaun Jackson esque yes. uh, role, I think mm -hmm. in this offense. Yeah. hundred percent. He, he, he reminds me a lot of like a Mike Williams, you know, somebody who is going to get overpaid, but he's not that number one alpha guy. Speaking of overpaid, what about Christian Kirk? Good God. Ooh, oh, God. The Jaguars, I like the structure baby. of the contract, though. It is Dude, a good structure. Absolutely. The structure is fine, but the money for Christian Kirk? Stupid. Like, dude, are you well, serious? Not 84 year, million. Right? It's still an $84 million contract for Christian Kirk. 
Right. But this year it's like less than 10 million. Then it's like 15 next year. But then Jacksonville it's only, can yeah, walk it's only one, one, one million dead in 2024. So they can get out from under it. So yeah, overall, does the contract look bad? Yes. But even if he has a couple of really good years for Jacksonville and they're like, no, be like, we're not paying this deal. They could just walk away from it for barely nothing at that point. And really they rented him for two years. So I'm surprised he signed the deal. Like that seems like, Maybe he just wasn't getting, you know, even he knows he's not that good. That's why he signed it. (laughs) What was his signing bonus? That's probably why he signed it. It It's like 30 mil, right? Um, let me see if I can find it here. Well, it wouldn't be official yet. It is tomorrow. Tomorrow's official. The Jags, the Jags been making moves, man. While you're looking at 20 million dollar signing bonus. There you go. 20 mil. Yeah. But I mean, they're they're racking up some moves, and I I still really don't understand how they're building. Fine, okay, you go and you get Christian Kirk, you add Zay Jones. I'm I'm confused. Zay is not like a guy that you can count on, man. And trust me, I know his game. Yes, we saw him in Vegas. He started blowing up. Fine, whatever. He is not your your guy. You're going to lean on Evan Ingram. Gets signed there. Fine, I get it. You know, the only reason I like this sign for Trevor Lawrence because he needed that outlet. He didn't have the outlet, but the problem is we know Evan Ingram drops passes and he spends more time in the medical room than Ethan Turner, man. So I mean, I don't. Yes, yeah, there you go. Can don't I make the, one tight don't end join the show and I'm, <laughs> I want to make yeah. one tight end comment real quick. Dan Arnold truthers suck it. Suck <laughs> it. Cause he never was a thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go and you drop miles Jack. And I'm like, and you, because what you signed a Locon from uh, Atlanta, the tackling machine, you drop miles Jack. I am so confused. Even with Doug Pedersen. I like Doug. I think he's a very good coach. But I mean, the way that they're starting, like Balake, I think is the GM there. I just, you need some Balake in your. I don't know what you're doing, man. Because I think I think I think Trent Balke is one of the one of the worst GMs in football right now. For real, man. I just don't get it. Uh, but wait, way to go with the Balake. He Balake. sounds like yeah. that Ian <laughs> Peel skit where it's like, exactly Balake. Aaron, it's, it's Blake, A-A-Ron. man. It's Blake. Don't you give me Did that you shit. Call it's Balake. He did say Pedersen. He it's meant Peterson, it's isn't it? Peterson. It's spelled Pedersen, whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was, like, potato, I, potato. I was like, what? Potato, yeah. potato. It's like they're purposely trying to like screw over the franchise long term. Or they're or they really don't care about Trevor Lawrence. Whatever it is, it just doesn't make sense. And honestly, and this is not meant to be a dig at, at Rams Patriots, but it's kind of what they did last year. They added a bunch of mid-level talent. I mean, for way too much money for way yeah, too much money. Absolutely. Like, like they, they're not bad players, but they're going to be no. asked to do much more than what they're probably capable of. And it's just going to lead to Trevor Lawrence once again, probably struggling again at times. I don't I don't like any of it. I would have just as soon re-signed DJ Chark for one more year than paid Christian Kirk or Zay Jones what they paid him. It just doesn't make sense to me. I would like they did it just to do it. The Zay Jones and the Christian Kirk money together and throw it back at A Rob. Yep. And I don't say, exactly. Bro, yeah. Yeah. Bro, come did, back. Does, yeah. Please. Please. We I know mean, we screwed you over last have, time, but I would have given it a shot before that. Or Juju, even. I would have taken Juju over both of those guys. Absolutely. Ooh, yep. I would have taken, I like Kirk enough that. I would take, I would take Juju over Zay Jones, but I think I like Kirk enough knowing that Juju. Yes, made it back semi-healthy last year, but just has been since mm. then. 
again, maybe you didn't see that if you're listening, but it was my hand motion going down. The, the greatest thing that Zay Jones has ever done is that one levitation move thing on the sidelines a few where years back. In Buffalo, like where, yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like where he stood up without using his hands. That was amazing. Yeah. The greatest thing he's ever done. If that's what he's being paid for, then yes, it makes sense. Levitate about, on the wh- sidelines, dude. What about jumping out of windows when you're on synthetic weed? He he would, He did that pretty well. Okay, then. Oh, that was oh, wow. that was I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I did but, too. But but naked too. Yeah. I, oh. Now that you bring it up, I totally remember it. But at the time, I just yeah. Wow. I kind of for those of you that don't remember, go on YouTube. It's it's well documented there. Wow. And while you're on YouTube, that. go to over the main channel and check out our videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and hit subscribe, yeah. please. Yeah. Watch your video. Don't, don't forget about tomorrow. Headliner You and Headliner Gaming. Yeah, watch them all. Sure. Thank you. All of it. <laughs> Do all of it. They did upgrade the offensive line. I mean, they got Sharif there now, and I do like that. And I mean, okay, so if we're looking at the Jaguars, we saw that one dude said, what, they're going to go eight more wins this year? Wow. That's Not like happening. crackhead talk to me. But I was going to say crack kills. Yeah, it does. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. And I mean, I don't know, like the offensive line play. I mean, we didn't really see Trevor Lawrence take a big step forward. And we didn't see those huge wow moments from him. We saw the good God moments, like the Peyton Manning 25,000 interceptions in one season. But you got to say that they're they're trying to provide him with uh, ammo, with speed on this offense. Etienne likely back from the Liz Frank. You got to think at least under Doug, they're going to be a little bit more opportunistic and more speedy. That's kind of how you see this offense being built right now with maybe Marvin Jones and Zay Jones being, hey, the Jones brothers. But I mean, maybe they're over the middle short with Ingram and uh, Kirk going deep and maybe big play opportunity with Etienne. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out and rationalize some logic. Even sure though, that- he hasn't played more than 13 games in a season since 2017. Just in case y'all don't know, it's 2022. So, I mean, the guy is not a model of health. So, like, they're, they're spending money on the offensive line. Great. You mm-hmm. spend it on somebody who's always hurt. So, I mean, can we really count on that? I, I don't know. I, there's not one move that I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and be like, hmm, I kind of like that. Like, it just for as much money as they had and for as many you know areas that they needed to improve, I, I don't know if they're much better than they were last year. See, this is Maybe. where I get – like super confused with football sometimes because baseball has always been my number one and the contracts, the off season, free agency, trade deadline, everything is just complete opposite when it comes to the two sports. Like you see these NFL teams like Jacksonville who are pouring a bunch of money into, you know, some free agents this year that are on the older side, veteran guys that can help out. You see teams do that and nothing really comes of it. But like on the baseball side, it's completely different where, you can do that. And if things aren't going well, if those veterans are playing well, boom, you're flipping them for prospects that could turn into really good players. In a couple, It doesn't do anything like you can't do that in the NFL. That's not how it works. So sometimes these contracts of signing these veterans don't make a whole lot of sense for me unless it is a team that really is truly ready to take that next step. If it's not really, I mean, I get that. Yeah, it's money that's not going to be spent if you don't spend it, but Again, why don't you take a shot at some, you know, some younger guys or some guys that you say, hey, come in this year. We've got another first overall pick. We're going to use that. We're going to draft really well. These younger guys we drafted last year, we're going to get ETN back. We're really going to get rolling. And then next year is where we're going to make our dive into it. That's just where sometimes it's like, what are we just shelving out money for? Like, what's what's the point in it? Because, again, too, if Kirk doesn't work out this year, 
then, you know, you're looking at one more year before you can get away from that deal. It's just like some of these deals, like it, they can just haunt you for way too long. No, no. I've, I've, I've said all I, all I need to say about okay. the dumpster fire that is in Jacksonville. Perfect, man. So it's a good thing because, you know, we got teams that are doing bad things like the Jaguars, but we got teams like the goddamn L.A. Chargers. And I'm saying it Ooh. like that with some blasphemy because the AFC, <laughs> the AFC is really pissing me off because it's my time. And, and look what L.A.'s doing. L.A. is a genius madman right now. They go and they trade for Khalil Mack. You guys all saw that. Second and a sixth. Now you got Khalil Mack. You got freaking Joey Bosa on the same line. Then they say, hey, you know what? Hold my beer. We're going to go sign JC Jackson for, you know, a $84 million reasons like Ramsey money. Now you got Derwin James. You got Asante Samuel. You got freaking JC along with Mack and Bosa. You go and the hit that secondary in the in the league. Just, just stop. The we're, best. we're not we're not going there right now. Get out of Adderley. Get out of town, man. Have a backstory. Rem may have told Chaus and us in a chat the other day that the Chargers yeah. would have the best secondary if they signed JC Jackson and immediately. We weren't friends for the rest Charles of the house was day. upset because he thinks his bills have the best. Secondary. Yeah. Well, they and I, to. I took it one step further. I said that the, the chargers have the best safety group. That's what it all was. football. And that's, and that's, that's, when, that's what it was. That's when, that's when Charles just blew his top and just cried all over the place. It still lies. That's why I was, I was angry. It was frustration tears. You know, what we you know should what's crazy do with the chargers. With... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the chargers with all the moves they've been making and all the signings that they have, they still have $20 million in cap space right now. And a first million. round pick. And a first round pick. That is amazing. I was going to say what we should do one week. Not right now because I don't have anything pulled up. And it's really early to have ADP. But I wonder if you could draft a killer fantasy team by doing nothing but the AFC West. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You oh, probably yeah. could. I mean, absolutely. think about it. The Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chargers, eh, the Raiders. You could, you yeah. could do You could do soup. <laughs> we could do what? You could do, we could do flex what? With like four flex from just the AFC West, man. That, that's that's hilarious. It's so funny when you're soup is all I heard. Yeah, it's Fix so funny the when... damn zoom because I can't handle these cutouts. My Dude. God. Why, why does it only happen to you? And it's always with I an awkward know. face. I don't know. This like, is not cool. You, you, differences. I'm pretty sure you just showed your O face. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. Oh my well God. Done. That's only for the bedroom. Damn it. Whoa. Whoa. But I'm, Actually, I'm yeah, looking but, forward to it. I'm, I'm, I think the yeah. Chargers are going to be fun and exciting, and that whole division is going to be one of those things every single week where you're just looking forward to watching them play. Yeah. I mean, I was going to go off of uh, what Shouse said. It's not football-related. Well, it is, but one of my friends in our home fantasy football league, she named her team Kennedy's O-Face, and she actually won the championship a couple of years ago. So on our trophy has Susan Boyd, and then underneath it, Kennedy's O-Face. And oh, the wow. picture she chose for her fantasy football team is a picture of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I, she, I, she knows your old face from experience. Nope. That was a stab in the dark. Uh, <laughs> and she nailed it. She nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> nailed it. But I mean, good Lord, man. Two-year window because of the Herbie rookie deal. I mean, what yep. are we what are we honestly thinking about these chargers? Is it is it one of those situations where if they if they hit on their draft, let's just say they get 50% and they get at least two starters. And what do they need? They need linebackers. They need defensive uh, front, but I mean. It really? would be nice, but I don't know if it's an actual like 
glaring need. The linebacker, I would say, is they they need a linebacker help. But outside of that, they're pretty stacked. <laughs> pretty stacked. I mean, if you go yeah. into the draft and you need one position, I think you're going to come out okay. Yeah. I don't like what's What sucks about it, though, is it's like they're trying to go all in right now. But I, I, I get why because of the Herbie contract. But it's almost bad timing because you still have – now you bring Russell Wilson over to Denver. They're going to be much improved compared to what they have been. So now they're going to beat each other up twice a year. Then you still have Kansas City. If anything, I think if we see Kansas City struggle out the gates this year like we did last year, they may be in a whole lot more trouble come end of season this year because the Chargers and Broncos are going to be vying for that top spot. I don't think they're going to have that luxury of starting a little bit slow and picking it up late. Do we think coaching is an issue for the Chargers at all, though? No, I'm a fan. Okay. No. I'm a fan. Because I know there was a lot of criticism at the end of last year for how he handled some things. Absolutely. And I think that was growing pains in a rookie head coach. If he learns, then great. Uh, but I just, I think he's just a wizard, man. He's and not I as do, stupid as some of the other coaches. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've seen a lot of, lot worse play calling. Um, I was just going to say, with Chouse was saying, with the two year window with the Chargers, Absolutely, because next year you're going to have to re-sign Derwin James. You know, next year after that, you have you have Herbert, um, and then you have a couple other guys. You know, on that team, Eckler is going to be a free agent as well. So at 29 years old, at that point, do you bring him back? He probably so, walks. Yep. Yeah, I bet you he probably walks at 29. But so that's why the Mike you have a few other pieces. Deal is so weird, right? I don't yeah. really understand yeah. that either. The which yep. deal? Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Yeah, I, I didn't even see that contract yet. I don't even know when they're out is for that one. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, I could look it up, but what's crazy about it is I honestly, okay, Mike Williams is his skill set is very niche. Like he's that deep threat guy. I get that. But I liked the the Jalen Guyton and the Josh Palmer. Absolutely. And, like why yeah. why spend that much money on Mike just cuz you have it doesn't mean you have to spend it on him. I mean, now you could be looking at oh, the, you know they've released Miles Jack. I won't go after Miles Jack for that linebacker need. Something like that. It's just I don't I don't know if Mike Williams was much of a need at that point. It looked like it was, a panic sign for sure. Panic. It was sign. for three years, sixty million, twenty-one right. million dollars signing bonus. Right. Yep. Guaranteed forty million. They can get out after next year, twenty twenty-three, with a seven million dead cap. Um, but they saved twenty million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. Then so then they, they have the out. Okay. Then that is twenty-seven towards the cap. Then. So then they have the out. Then and and I mean seven mil. It's over two years. So you're talking three and a half each year. That's not a bad dead dead hit. But. You know what I they... take? Can I use an analogy for a second? Hmm. This is kind of what Kyle Please. does. This I is what Kyle does. Analogy. But this is this is what I'm going to say. To me, it felt like this. So say you as a homeowner, Chris Chouse, you want to turn one of your rooms into a movie theater. And you have a certain budget for it, which was the salary cap. In your mind, you have budgeted $2,500 for a TV or whatever it is you want to get. Instead of maybe going with the TV that you found for $1,699, that is exactly what you need, you still feel the need to spend all $2,500 because that's what you budgeted for. Me, I don't have to be at that salary cap number. If I could have brought somebody else in at a cheaper price, I would be fine with that and not feel like I just have to spend it. Cool. So he drops off in two years. You still spent $40 million. Was it a good quote unquote purchase for what you're going to get compared to what you could have gotten for a lot less money? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is because I'm a fan of Palmer. I think he is under the radar. Good. 
Guyton's your deep threat. And then you got that other kid, Reed. He's deep threat, too. They need so a tight end. They need a tight end, sure. And I agree with that. And I mean, but maybe they say screw the tight end this year. And they don't they still have par, whoa, whoa, Parham? Whoa, whoa. Screw in the tight end. Don't, don't Parham. See how that works? Screw the tight end. But par, I mean, Stevenson still, too, I think, right? Who? Stevenson. I don't know. All I know about Parham is I'm not completely sold that he's going to come back and be like, it's true. Is he going to be what he was? Cause that was a nasty hit that that dude took and shaking. And even before the hit, I wasn't sold on him as a, as a true, you know, tight end that you want us to be as your number one guy there. He's not an every down guy. No, no, but there's not one out there right now either for them to go get. Yeah, well, New England, New England's got a bunch of tight ends we'd be happy to get rid of. Yeah, but then <laughs> you and Cleveland out there hoarding tight ends, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. I would like for, to for say, big money, yeah. I would like to grade Jake's analogy, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it a B-. And the reason hey, I take it with a B-, minus. B- here is because when you talked about Chouse in his house, I thought you were going to talk about the shower, which he complained about for weeks on end. That would have been awesome if we would have went there. That's like an A-plus, knock it out of the park. I was so disappointed. That it's I because that wasn't really a want for him. You know, I mean, that, that was more of a need. That was a it need, was. yeah. So I know, but I, the analogy and dig at Chouse a little bit, just the two things double together. Bonus points. Just, okay, I got you. Wow. Like peanut butter and chocolate. Over the top. You know, I'll I give you a B plus. I'll give you a B plus. I'll take wow. it. I'll, trust case. me, I've gotten a lot worse grades in the past <laughs> with multiple things. But wow. how much would you have liked to seen somebody like a David Njoku? I would like to see him in, in Los Angeles. Like, it it to me, that better. makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, Cleveland just wants to hoard them all. But... I, to me, that's the type of tight end that they need. I'm not interested in the Evan Ingrams and stuff like that. Gronk, okay, he's a free agent. He's not going to come to L.A. I mean, he's going to probably stay in Tampa Bay if he plays again. It's just like there's not a lot of options. They need a athletic tight end that can stretch the field a little bit more, and then I think they wouldn't have had to spend that money on Mike Williams. Or taking a run at Ertz, or at least potentially Something. try yeah. to. Yep. So this, this Mike Williams sign to me basically says that they don't really care about the tight end this year. That's how, much. Off- that's how their offense is going to operate. They're going to go three wide sets and Austin Eckler. That's that's their offense. You know what they need to do is just throw Jalen Guyton's ass on the outside 100% of the time. That's it. And then move Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in and out of the slot. Because if you get those mismatches with those two, it's over all day. But that's mm-hmm. what they did at the beginning of the last year with Mike Williams is they used him in that role where he was running those routes all over the place. You saw that he had that expanded route tree. And then all of a sudden, eight weeks into the season, it disappeared. And he went back to what he's been in his career so far, which is more of the straight line guy down the field. I'm still not 100% sure why they did that, but yeah, they did. Either. Like they just completely moved away from it. But also, it seemed like they started the year really hot as well, and then they moved away from it, and they had some issues, and then they kind of picked up again at the end of the season. Like, keep him in that role. Let him do that. Does it hurt my boy Allen and his fantasy value a little bit? Yeah, because it would keep him from being a wide receiver one because we saw that at the beginning of the year, what it would do. But it would make this team a whole lot better. Agreed. Agreed, man. How about another good sign today that's going kind of under the radar? But I think it's a great one. It's um, Russell Gage to Tampa Bay. Dude. And I think it is so good in what they did because he, I the truth or engaged last year. He was like my 14th round sleeper. Didn't do much that I wanted, but hey, we're going to blame Matt Ryan and the Falcons for yeah. that. He oh, did if a, you drafted t- in like week 13. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. If you got <laughs> he, him off he had the a, waiver he had a, in week 11. Yeah. Yeah. He had a four week stretch where he was like a wide top 10 wide receiver. 
That's yeah. right. And I think that's what he's going to be. And it, it's a, it's maybe bold already to say, but I mean, I think that he is a very capable wide receiver that Tom Brady actually loves. And when it comes to his red zone ability, I think that's where he's going to flourish in this offense a lot. I mean, it's crazy to think about just a week ago, like we're talking about Kyle Trask and, you know, if we don't have Chris Godwin come back and now all of a sudden it's like, they got too many weapons. Like it just, it's mm-hmm. totally changed. <laughs> It's like, what are they going to do? But now, I mean, you think about it. Okay, so he kind of fills the A-B void, right? No Antonio Brown, insert Russell Gage. We really don't know for sure how healthy Godwin's going to be at the start of the year. So he's kind of like some Godwin insurance to start the season, but we know that's not going to last. And that just gives Godwin the opportunity to not have to rush anything because Russell Gage is a very capable number two, especially if they bring back Gronk. The only issue right now is there's no running game because they don't have a running back right now. I would expect that I would think that Leonard Fournette has to be the guy that comes back. I mean, it just makes too much sense to not, if Tom Brady's coming back, let's try to run it back with what we had. But until that happens, it's kind of speculative, but dude, he's an embarrassment of riches at the pass catching position. Once again, in Tampa Bay. I mean, I like him to start the season. I don't know if he's going to be like a true fantasy impact because It'll be Mike Evans. It'll be Rob Gronkowski. If they bring Leonard Fournette back, we saw him be a beast in the passing game as well. So there won't be a whole lot left over. And then when Godwin comes back, there won't be much after that. So I don't know from a fantasy standpoint if I'm super excited about it. From a pure football standpoint, I do like it. Um, And I'd like to see him stay on the outside when Godwin comes back and let Godwin work in the slot and run all those mismatches there. Uh, and be that guy so and then I think that helps Godwin's value you know when he comes back and you know him and Mike Evans become 1A 1B but I think the biggest benefactor from it is you've gotten a guy that can help on the other side now a little bit better you're the Tyler Johnson truther right I am okay Um, I don't I don't know if he was getting it done but (laughs) he's not he's clearly not getting it done (laughs) I don't hate him but you know this helps Mike Evans because now there is especially if you get Rob Gronkowski back now there are some guys that will take a little bit of that pressure off so you can get Mike Evans in some more one-on-one situations. Now here's a question because yeah. I also know that Chouse is a four-net truther, so you're not allowed to answer this. So Chris can Chris can answer this one. Okay. Now, if Leonard Fournette comes back, is he a top 10 fantasy running back? Yeah, he is. So then you draft him first, late first, early second. I I would be more than fine taking him in the second round. That's the whole thing is like now with no Ronald Jones, yep. you bring this back. Now I do, I do not like that. They both, they lost both their starting guards on the offensive yeah. line, That's but they did word. just bring over Shaq Mason which from, big, yep. from the Patriots, which is definitely going to help. What kind least. of a Freaking. deal was that? Rim? Fifth, Holy fifth, crap. Fifth round, fifth round, pick. fifth round, yeah. fifth round pick. <laughs> Y'all are going to get a dude got that's going to help hand out water bottles for the next five years. Yeah, we, we pretty much are like, you know what, Mac? You're on your own. Best yeah. of luck. Best of luck to you because we gave up a starting offensive lineman for a fifth-round pick. Uh, but, I mean, hey, it helps Tom Brady and the Buccaneers out. Yeah. I mean, now yep. that's uh, you know, something they can look at in the draft uh, to address other offensive line. Oh! Don't even. Breaking news? Don't even. If it's not Chandler Jones to Buffalo, I don't want to hear it. It is not. It's Baker Mayfield. Traded? So Baker Mayfield just posted on Instagram. With many uncertainties, here is where my head is at. And he says, Cleveland, the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with a hidden meaning. Strictly thank you to the city for embracing my family and I. And it goes even further than that. 
Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. So he's been traded because he's got to be traded, man. That has to be. I mean, that's a that's a goodbye, like a thank you and farewell that message is. right there. Is it? Is it Deshaun Watson? Well, that's I'm... the only reason because Deshaun Cleveland was on that target that they said they had an approved deal for. <laughs> Why though? I don't know. Why, Why would you would... choose Cleveland? And trust know. me, that's coming from one of the biggest Browns fans out there. I love Nick Chubb and the Browns. That's not yeah. a a secret. I'm still some. I'm not quite the Bake Show every week, but he's still a a decent quarterback for what he is. I don't understand why Deshaun Watson would want to go there. Why I'm, stay in the AFC? Get the hell out of the AFC. Man. Not to the AFC North. Right. God. They've lost Jarvis Landry. They've brought in Amari Cooper. Okay, great. So now he has what? He has Amari Cooper. David Njoku. <laughs> okay. I mean, Njoku never Ooh. gets an opportunity. We got Austin Hooper, who's basically going to be blocking. They just lost their starting center in J.C. Treader. I mean, what is like? what are we having to do here? And then more than likely, there's going to be more involved in sending him away. I just don't. What is he going to have there? Like, what? So here's a, here's another interesting. Is the Baker one. just ba- saying f you and leaving? Baker <laughs> like Mayfield's like. preferred destination in a trade is the Colts via Tony Pauline, which I wouldn't hate. But he might he might demand a trade. So does this tell me there's a three way trade happening? I don't think I don't think so. The Colts need a QB, so then that means the, the Colts, Colts need to want Baker. <laughs> Hold on, let's let's go back. Let's go back to this. Let's go back to this three way talk here. Three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. With your O face. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting part of me, stuff as a Baker fan, for the most part, part of me leads, leads me to think that, okay, he knows that Cleveland was on the, uh, the destination list of Deshaun Watson. He knows that Cleveland met with Deshaun Watson. He knows that Cleveland is dumping salaries for Deshaun Watson. What does yeah. that tell him in his head? They're sure. not bought into me. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, and maybe I can see Baker being the type that says, you know what, maybe there's nothing done yet, but I'm done here because you guys have shown your cards of what, what you think of me. So I'm out. Now, what would happen if he says, I'm out, I'm not playing here anymore. I demand a trade. And then they still don't get Deshaun Watson. Which is highly likely. All of a sudden... Cleveland wow. turns right back into a dumpster fire. You know, I could what I was see kind of thinking earlier was I think this this I think this works out either way because I don't think Mayfield's going anywhere. If they don't get Watson, I don't think Mayfield's going any anywhere because where, where is he going to go? <laughs> so I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to actively give Cleveland what they would want to be able to get him anyway, especially if they didn't have something else lined up, unless it's like a a Hertz Mayfield swap or something like that, where it's like we're both just moving on, but you're either going to get Deshaun Watson, who let's face it, will be an upgrade over making Baker Mayfield. We love the bake show. Okay. But biases aside, (laughs) Deshaun Watson's better. Yeah. So you're going to get Deshaun Watson or you are going to get an amped up Baker Mayfield that is ready to go out there and just screw the doubters. Like he has tried to do his entire life. Like he did when he left Texas tech, when he went to Oklahoma, when they said he couldn't be the first pick in the draft, when they said he couldn't be a Heisman contender, when all these things you're going to get an amped up fired up Baker Mayfield in 2022, that is going to look to prove every single person wrong. It might not be the worst thing in the world. Even if he's trying to prove his own fan base and his own club wrong, it might not be the worst thing in the world. Or he's quarterbacking the Texans next year. 
where he's See, this is where I'm this is where I'm at. If 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 Cleveland does trade for Watson, I don't think that they would I don't think that Houston would want Baker Mayfield in the, as part of that trade. I think they would just want the picks, maybe a couple of defensive players. And so if Cleveland gets Watson, then they could ship Baker to say uh an indie, you know, or another team that needs a quarterback, maybe or Seattle. Seattle. So I think I think that's where that three-way trade that Chouse had mentioned, I think that's where something like that could come into play because I don't see Houston. If I'm Houston, I don't want Baker. And the only reason why I say three-way is because those three first-round picks are very hard to manufacture. So you can right. actually get that done in a three-way deal based on players' picks and then however it, it, it metamorphosizes, however it is. But I mean, I this is interesting stuff because I mean he's still supposed to meet with uh, the Saints, if I'm not mistaken, or the Falcons. He already met with the Saints. The Falcons are well. That's right. We're recording he's this on Tuesday. It's on Wednesday, so tomorrow. Okay. okay, perfect. So then, even if they do, so now it's up to Deshaun whether or not he wants to go to whichever team. But I mean, he'd be stupid, in my opinion, to stay in the AFC. It's too loaded, man. Get the hell out. Go to the NFC, and then at least you got a fighting chance to meet Tom Brady in the a- NFC Championship. I, I don't get I don't, it. I don't get it either. I mean, if, if I'm Baker, though, if I'm Baker, I'd rather be in Indy than Seattle. Sure. You have an easier chance to win the division than you do in Seattle. Agreed. Better He's got more pieces in, in Indianapolis. I mean, overall pieces. I mean, I love Lockett and DK Metcalf and all, but I, I, the offensive line in Indianapolis and the running game of Jonathan Taylor fits Baker a lot better than it would in Seattle. Seattle's basically DK Lockett and two safeties. Like that's all they got. Left. <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> and then a bunch of dudes from section three twelve that are four right. beers deep playing offensive line. That's about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. And you know, my heart kind of hurt today, but I understood it. And the Buffalo bills, you know, I had to add this in. Uh, I wanted all these players and I still like, you know, I want them. I want Chandler Jones still. That's still the number one priority for me. But we go ahead and we sign J.D. McKissick off the rumor that the Bills were interested in CMC and the price tag was just too high and the Panthers were not willing to deal. And I'm actually okay with that because CMC's $19 million cap hit uh, really would be a pain in the ass after to get off the books. McKissick's interesting simply because I wanted the prototypical uh, running back one in Buffalo. But this clearly tells me that they don't want that in this offense. And okay, fine. If that's the case, then I got to accept it and move on. What this does give the Bills is a very reliable receiving back with wheels that can be a game changer whenever they need it. And we've seen McKissick do this with the commies how many times? I mean, he, he'll spell he'll spell Gibson, and then he takes off and scores two touchdowns, gets like, what, 50 yards, and then like 70 in the receiving game. So if that's the case in what we're seeing, I think it's a great fit for the Bills. I just wanted better, man. I wanted better. Am I wrong? God, help me. I think you don't want better. I think you wanted everything. I really didn't. I was looking for needs. And when I, they said Saquon was on the trade block, I'm like, come to Buffalo because, hey, you're on the trade block. But do, when, you, when you see Josh Allen, do you think check down passes? Ever? Not at all. But but we don't do screens. And I think that's the other thing. When you don't have a run game, remanufacture the run in the screen. Maybe this is part of it. I don't know. To me, it just seems like a wasted, not wasted, because I mean, I think they're going to use him, but he's not going to be the 80 reception guy that he was in Washington two seasons ago. I don't see him getting that kind of volume. You know, I mean, sure, there's going to be opportunities, but typically when the pocket breaks down, Josh Allen's going to do one of two things. He's going to improvise and make something happen deep down the field, or he's going to use his legs and scramble for it himself. Mm-hmm. I, he just doesn't seem to be the guy that I'm going to, 
okay, I'm going to go through my progression and then check down to JD McKissick. Like it just doesn't seem like part of his game. And I think if they start to entrench him in that, it's going to take away some of his own creativity and he could struggle kind of like we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, where now he's having to like think too much instead of just react based off of raw instinct. Now, Thomas, let me ask you this because you know your team's offense better than any of us. With with Dable out and Ken Dorsey now taking the helm, do you see them, you know, you know, maybe that's why they made this signing is because they do want to incorporate more screen passes into the offense. I do see it with Dorsey because he likes speed. That's why they brought McKenzie back too. And when you start seeing new levels of speed in this offense that maybe they didn't capitalize on before, that's why we're hearing potentially Cole Beasley getting cut or traded. That's why we're seeing like, what is Gabe Davis's role going to be adding an Evan Ingram? That was, that was the one thing I didn't hate that in the, in the, you know, theory of it. When you say we're going to cut Cole Beasley and we're going to put Evan Ingram in the slot to be the slot wide receiver. I actually like that. If Ingram could actually catch and stay healthy, that would have been an unbelievable miss match in this offense but i mean does mckissick give you enough to beat a kansas city does he give you enough to beat the chargers now these are the questions this is why the bills built the way they did the previous season was to beat the chiefs and and you didn't beat them and now you're kind of like playing catch up because everyone else is an arms race and you're losing frick i feel like the pieces that you did need to <laughs> be able to beat the chiefs you haven't addressed yet no we have or at least not with the right personnel at least you don't have to try try Zach Moss out there. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> you bye, know why? He still sucks. Yes. And they see it now. God, man. It took him long. It took him a a yeah, it only took him a couple seasons. Can I just say for a second, guys, just imagine letting the words, I would rather have Zach Moss over Joe Mixon come out of your mouth. Yeah, imagine that. And then, and then knowing that you're talking football for a living. That. Yeah, that's yeah. see that comment like that, at least in my opinion, is when you are way too all about analytics and you, you don't. And I, I think that it's fair. You have to watch the film and, and look at the numbers. And as much no. as I love the numbers, Wait a second. you got to look at some film. I get what you're saying there. I That call right there. And I'm not throwing names out. This person's never going to hear it anyway. So it doesn't freaking matter. Listen, that was all about trying to plant your flag somewhere to get yes, noticed. That's, that's what right. that call oh, oh, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there was nothing absolutely. more to it because even if you say that was about analytics, I feel like you're bashing the analytics people on that <laughs> one because that's how no, bad because, that ended up being. Looking at the advanced analytics, especially from him in college, yes, he did have impressive, you know, numbers. But with that being said, it's still a ridiculous statement. There was that nothing never on be uttered ever. No, there no, was no. there was nothing, man. He was I mean, he, he was a poor like man's a Richard Menenthal. Yeah, oh, like he's now a that's guy a name. that. Goal line carries, short yardage, limited work. I get it. But this whole running back one, he can lead a team. He can be the guy. Never had the burst on the outside. Could not get around the corner. Doesn't have the pull away acceleration. None of it showed. Nothing showed up on tape. Poor patience. Lack of vision off tackle. Like, it's just terrible. Yeah, like multitasking. He can get you those short yards, (laughs) and he's going to have a decent gain every now and then. Yeah. And that came from a blue check topic that that, that came from a blue check mark. We'll just leave it at that. We tell people what to do with that blue check mark, Ram. And your best and your best Boston accent. You can go fuck your blue check mark. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. How about some lofty signings? We got two of them that I like and I, I'm, you know, I feel good. Lofty, lofty signings. Lofty what? Lofty. 
lofty signings. Lofty signings? Oh, signings. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, your boy. He goes to Rod. New York to reunite with Mr. Dable. Ty God. And no, Ty God. I don't. I don't. I don't use that. I'm sorry. I cannot do that. And Mitchell Trubisky, he goes to Pittsburgh. There's your two. And I mean, I like Tyrod to New York because I think he is like the ultimate insurance package for Dable and any offense, as long as he doesn't get his lung punctured again. Um, would I be guy. surprised if, if, yeah, right. If, would I be surprised if Tyrod actually takes over from Daniel Jones this season at some point? I really would not. That would, that would not shock me at all. No, it wouldn't surprise me because Daniel Jones is not he's great. Like Zach, he's like Zach Moss. He's he's just like Zach Moss, except he had more hype because he was picked higher. But but honestly, Mitchie Biscuits in Pittsburgh, I don't mm. hate that. I don't, I don't hate, hate Mitchie it. Biscuits in Pittsburgh. I think it's a perfect spot for him to go where he has less pressure than what he would have if had he gone to New York. I think Pittsburgh, he's got Najee Harris and, and a running back that can just eat up touches and take some of that pressure off. He still has Deontay Johnson. We don't even know what's going to happen with Juju for sure yet. Doubt he's back, but potential. You got Chase Claypool, James Washington, you know, Pat Fryermuth. They got so many opportunities for him to go out there where he doesn't have to play gunslinger and he can kind of just manage the game and, and, and win some ball games. Now with whatever happens in, in Cleveland, I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are still somewhat not going to say favorites by any means, but at least they're going to be in the playoff hunt again this year with Mitchell Trubisky, which may only be eight or nine wins, but still. I mean, this is a franchise that has what the fifth longest streak of winning seasons mm -hmm. and has a fan base that is just no offense, Mac, that is just ruthless. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't know if they, treat Mitchell Trubisky poorly if he doesn't play well but I think they throw a fit saying how have you guys f this up for so long knowing Ben Roethlisberger was the way he has been I think that so makes not really more sense. directed at Trubisky but more along the lines of it just coming at him just because he's the guy in that position now. because the fans can't be pissed the alternative was Mason and Rudolph mm -hmm. you know what yeah. I mean like no but I'm saying they exactly. messed it up for long like how did yeah. they not draft his successor already why did they not why in the hell did they take Najee Harris last year why didn't they trade up and grab one of these young guys to be able to step in this year that's where it comes from it's mm -hmm. like if he it's like Jesus, you guys knew that Ben Roethlisberger was done for the last basically two and a half years, and you sat around and didn't do anything to replace him. Like, and now we're in this situation. You know, thanks a lot. Thanks and for this, nothing. And this sign doesn't preclude them from drafting a quarterback yep. either. And I think that actually goes to their benefit, like you're saying, to the fan base, because it's it's like, hey. We signed Mitchell to be the guy, you know, as a fill-in, uh, aka Fitzmagic style, and we're we're hoping this guy that we draft is gonna be the next cream. But we don't know who that guy is yet either. We don't. I mean, that's no, right. we don't. that's gonna depend too, because they might get put in a situation too where another team moves up, or maybe they get to their pick and they need offensive line more than they need another quarterback right this second. Now that you've signed Trubisky, so for me, it's like. You got the guy signed for two years. You might as well freaking protect him and try to invest in something to help your first round pick from last year go offensive line. But who's going to be there in the second round? I mean, if they go with a guy like Reader, I mean, we talked about him. We like him. We think, but he's a project. Like he's not going to be able, if Trump sucks this year, like he's, he's not going to be able to step in and lead them right away. So, you know, 
like you said, there's like one or two guys that might be NFL ready this year. It might be a bad year for Pittsburgh. And at that point, it might be too late to keep the fans from just losing their shit. <laughs> then you quit being so damn greedy out there. You've been winning forever. Chill. I know, right? Let let some other people win for once, damn it. Plus, I'm a yeah. Cardinals fan. I saw a yeah, top t- I saw a top ten of winning percentages since 2000, and the Bills are 25th. So eat shit if you have been winning lots because wow. I've been suffering. Yeah, well, shame what, what on you. What were the Lions? Thirty second. Yeah, Lions were really <laughs> down there, man. <laughs> yeah, they didn't so, even make the list. They just no. didn't even include them. They just left them off. Yeah, yeah. guys. Honorable I was looking mention. at that. Uh, I was looking at that Instagram post from Baker Mayfield. And when he signed it, he signed his his full like legal name, Baker Reagan Mayfield. He put his Wait, middle full middle name in there. Wait, his middle name's Reagan. Reagan. R e a g a n. First Reagan off, or Reagan. Well, no matter what, I don't care how you pronounce it. Like a, don't ever include that again, Baker. That was a bad. No. That was a bad. I mean, you're so you're putting yourself in timeout. I mean, you're not supposed to be using your middle name. This isn't a legal document. Baker, and now we now you have millions of people that just read your middle name of being Reagan, and it's only going to create more hate. Somebody yes. tweeted, "He's just like the other Reagan. He's better at acting than his first job." <laughs> wow. His parents didn't even give him a chance, man. Baker Reagan, are Baker you kidding Reagan. me? What are you guys doing to the man? Yeah, no, oh, I, I, I would not wow. be putting that out for the public. Wow. I have a normal middle name, and I don't even put mine out there for the normal. Public. I don't. I have, I, have a, I have a family name. Oh, yeah. You can, you're not going to share it? Suzanne. It is. Uh, Suzanne. I, <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> Chris Suzanne Kennedy. DeForest. No, it's not. D E F O R E S T. Like Buckner? Yep. Yeah. That's actually kind of badass, dude. I kind of like Christopher DeForest Kennedy. DeForest. DeForest. I mean, all I think. I feel like if you were being announced. At like a wrestling match, I'm looking for 6'5", 295, <laughs> chiseled, just absolutely. And then you walk out and just everyone's silent because they're like, is this is this like the Make-A-Wish night? Is this? <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I hear it and I think run stuff around the defensive line. You know that's what I mean? Right. Like that's, that's what I think of. Yeah, that's a good And then you see, me, you, you see me and you're like, oh, that's the backup kicker. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that middle name. What about what about you, Chaus? What's your middle name? Okay, I'm, that's those those records are sealed, man. <laughs> he says oh. those records are sealed. <laughs> that's got to be a good one. That's going to be know? my new mission is to find out what your middle name Sweet. is. Jo- Josiah. Yeah. <laughs> Josiah. <laughs> it's 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 pretty tame, but those records are permanently sealed until oh, wow. further notice, man. Wow. On my deathbed, people will read it off my freaking tombstone. Wow, it'll All be right. on your it'll Kyle, be on your toe Kyle, tag. What's yours? Got it. Mine's Martin. Oh, okay. You have a normal name. Yeah. My my grandfather's Martin. My dad is Martin Jr. He was like, I don't want to put a number on you, so your middle name is going to be Martin. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Mine's Adam. How easy is that? Uh, you guys have, yeah, you guys have easy middle names. Yeah. Super easy. I never trust a dude with two first names in his name. Jacob Adam. Well, I don't go by both of them. If I if I went by my name is Jacob Adam, then all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, then you got issues. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I think you should go by Jake Adam. Yeah. What a stage name. I just, I feel right. like that's just got a certain ring to it. Let's change like it. Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, change yeah. all of our graphics. Everything's going to say Jake Adam from now on. Jake Adam. <laughs> Go for it. Change it, Taylor. Send me all the updates. <laughs> a, uh, a, a friend of mine used to date a guy whose 
who had pretty much like two first names, like his middle name sounded like a first name. And so we never actually called him by his, his real name. Whenever he would come into a room, we'd be like, hey, what's up? Two first names. He was not a fan. He did not like it. No, I, would, I wouldn't like that. Either. I feel yeah. like that's something just like not to get upset over. <laughs> no, Jake true. Adam. He was sense. He was a sensitive fella. He needed a hug. I heard a good joke today. You guys want to hear a joke? Tell us a joke. I didn't look oh, it up. This, it, yeah, I didn't look it good. up either. Good. I'm glad. What do you call a camel in a drought? Mm. A dry hump. Mm. A dry humper. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I thought it was so close. A dry humper. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting that, that Rem got that. Yeah, of Charles course. was so excited there. I too. was you excited and he, he guessed was. it. Fine. I got, I got one more. All the excitement left his face at the it same did. exact I moment. It, it, just, it bled all my joy. You son of a bitch. I can't <laughs> believe you guessed it. How about this one? How do you get a squirrel down from a tree? Grab its nuts. <laughs> Pull your pants down and show him your nuts. <laughs> there you go. You're close. Nuts oh. had to be involved. Yeah, so you're just googling like jokes. No, you know what I did? I saw. I saw the, on YouTube. It was uh, Marky Mark and uh, Will Ferrell doing dad jokes. And it was. I was. Oh, good old Mackie Mac. Oh, that's a good. I've seen that video before. Yeah, it was a good one. I was when they, was when they they, they pretty much like try to like not have the the other person laugh. Yeah, yeah. Those you, get, you, you get a point every time you laugh. So. Perfect. But yeah, that was a pretty good joke. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Maybe laugh. Maybe this, laugh. What, what does he get for a grade, Kyle? B minus B. I mean, <laughs> the I, jokes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, C plus <laughs> for the first one because Rem absolutely ruined it. Yeah. I'll give the second one a B. Perfect. Okay. I mean, just because right. the punchline was a little bit on the long side. The long punchline. But yeah, they're not you... his jokes either. So yeah, had he written them, I did write them. Damn it! I should have just took credit if they were your jokes i would have been even tougher on you oh <laughs> f you son of a bitch <laughs> all right well we got lots more free agent frenzy coming check us out on the headliner channels on youtube and you guys will be in the know for sure man so let's close this one out so on that note that is the show thanks so much for tuning in to all the listeners thank you for all the support leave that five-star rating help us grow this uh podcast and until next time stay safe and be kind to each other i'm out yeah daddy